Good morning. Welcome to today's devotion. Today, we're going to talk about going beyond my salvation. See, we begin talking about the full armor of God, the things that we, the pieces that we must take and have with us all the time in order for us to fight the unseen. So we started out talking about that the first piece of armor that we always have to have on is the belt of truth. And then we said that in order for us to begin to fight, we must understand that there is the truth and the whole truth, so help me God, which means that no matter what our culture say, no matter what someone says, it's about what God says about the matter. And then we talked about the breastplate of righteousness, which what we were saying is in order for us to take that truth, a breastplate of righteousness must be connected, meaning that there must be application of the truth. We can't just simply read and study and memorize the truth, but there has to be the ability to apply it. So unless we those pieces are connected, then we're still fighting without using the full armor and will still be liable for us to get destroyed with the unseen world. And then the, the theme that we talked about on Saturday is the shoes of peace. The shoes of peace are very important because it's connected to the reason why Jesus came here on earth, which is the gospel. I, I want you to go and invite you to go back and read Saturday and then the other day, uh, which is very important. I, I need you to go back about the, the helmet of salvation. But now um, we're taking on uh, this morning, I mean, excuse me, not the helmet of salvation, but the, uh, the shield of faith. But now I need you, as we go into going beyond our salvation, I need to need to go ahead and invite the Holy Spirit here. Father, I just want to thank you that, first of all, the only way that we can understand what's being discussed is if you discuss it with us. The only way that we can apply this word, if you allow us, our hearts and our minds and our spirits, to be able to be open to hear your truth. What is it that you want to say to us, Jesus, through these few minutes of this devotion. Allow us not just to read it and take it and just hear it, but allow us to grab hold of it and apply it to every single area of our life. Allow it to turn over, over and over again today as we ponder on it. In Jesus' name, amen. Can I explain the purpose of a helmet? In Ephesians 
it says to the these next things that are so vital pieces that he used the word to take up, which means that we use them as needed. We use the shield of faith as needed. We use the the helmet of salvation as needed. One of the pieces, the reasons why the helmet is very important is because it protects the head and the mind and it it controls the body. Our spiritual standing is centered and it must be centered on Christ. Our thinking must be protected so that anything getting in, it can be filtered through what Christ says. It must be filtered through what he says. If you don't clearly understand the gospel, that is God's power for salvation, you will not operate as one who's, who God promises to deliver from the power and the enemy and defend every single thing that comes in contact. Human wisdom, human control is no match against the invisible, against the demonic spirits. So this is the reason why Jesus taught his disciples in Mark chapter 8. And I'm, I'm going to jump over a little bit, but I need you to understand that this is during a time when Jesus was feeding the 4,000. And I'm going to stop out here as Jesus was having this conversation with his disciples. We're part of his disciples. because So can we come in and get a glimpse of what he says? In verse 4, he said to his disciples, Well, will anyone be able to find enough bread here in this isolated place to feed these people? He was saying this in order to test his disciples. He wanted to find out and direct them and to give them a lesson. Don't you love Jesus? He's always teaching us. And he directed the people to sit down, taking and serving the loaves. He gave thanks and he broke them repeatedly and given them to his disciples to set before the crowd and to serve the people. The role of a disciple is not about serving yourself. Can I say the role of salvation and the authority and going beyond me being saved, it's about recognizing that God needs you. You're a disciple and your job is to look out and disciple other peoples. I know that that's not something everybody concentrating on getting the numbers and getting the members and getting this these people to look at me and how many people I, I got to notice me on this on this site and that site, how many uh this people are checking me out and these many likes and everything. Well, I can I say this? The most important thing that we have to make sure is that not that they just like Christ, not that they just love the word but that their hearts and their minds are, and they understand that the reason why we have salvation is, 
it's so it's like going in t- inside of a savage yard or God is savaging every single thing that went on in our life from beginning to end, all the good and all the bad, all those ingredients are just like a salvage yard. We're able, he's able to put all those things together and save you despite all our wrong and all the, the things that we've done. And he's willing to take it up and put it together and no matter what, love you if you just believe in him. And trust him and make him Lord and Savior of your life. That's what it's all about. So when Jesus said this, he went on as the people got full. And and the Pharisees and Sadducees began to argue and debate and demanding him to provide a sign from heaven to test him. And But Jesus was growing. I wonder if that's what's happening right now. When when we look at what's going on around the world, we got wars and we got people, we got gender confusion, we got people murdering, we got all kind of things going on. Do you sometimes groan as if Jesus, and he said, out of all the things that these people see, and yet they don't understand that I have a plan and a purpose for their life. You see, Jesus, in verse 27 of the same chapter, he asked a question to his disciples. He said, who do people say I am? Who do you know Jesus to be in the midst of all the turmoil? But he asked them, but who do you say I am? They all answered and gave these various answers about what everybody else says. But Jesus wanted to know, who do you say I am? As I said before, we need to go beyond our salvation. Yeah, we got our helmet of salvation and it's there to protect our thoughts, our minds, and control our thinker, and it's supposed to be the centerpiece. But the question is, are we allowing it to be the centerpiece? Who do you say I am? And then, is my mindset set on what's going on rather than what Jesus' purpose is for our life? Because can I show you something? In verse 31, it says that he began to teach them the Son of Man must go and suffer things and and be rejected by the people and the chief priests and be put to death. But then, just as Peter declared that he's the anointed one, he went on ahead and says he was stating this plainly, and then Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him. And But if you notice what Jesus said to him, even after he declared him anointed one, he rebuked Peter, get behind me, Satan. In other words, he knew that some things are demonically influenced. So in order for us 
to tear down certain strongholds, we need to understand where they're coming from. He said, get behind me for your mind is not set on God's will or its values and the purpose, but on what pleases man. Is our mind set on those values? You see, are we allowing a being an aircraft and not allowing the control tower to land, land our plane? No aircraft can land at an air, airport successfully without a control tower. Why? We need, they need a control tower, one that is in charge of all the planes. They see them coming and going in, right? They can see them all at the same time. One that knows and controls everyone at the same time. Are you trying to land without the control tower? The control tower is there, is seeing Every single thing. Are you trying to do things without the thinking, without the mindset of Christ? Can I go through this last scripture with you? In Romans chapter 1, verse 16, it says that I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation from the wrath and the punishment for everyone who believes in Christ as Savior to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So Christ died for everyone, despite our race, despite where we grew up then. But in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed for both springing from faith and leading to faith, disclosing a way that awakens more of our faith. It is written, forever remains, for the just and upright shall live by faith. And then it goes on to say, for God does not overlook the sins of man. See, this is the reason why we have salvation. Against the, the wrath of God is revealed in the heavens against all the ungodliness and unrighteousness of man, who is their wickedness and suppress the strifle and stifle the truth. Because that which is known about God is evident within them, in their inner conscience, for God has made it evident for them. So if we look around and we see there is nothing that's created, Nobody can take credit for the sky. Nobody can take credit for causing the sun to go down or the moon to rise or causing a star to move, causing a star to drop. There is God has always shown his invisible nature to man. So therefore, man is without an excuse. It says, so even though they knew the God, the creator, they did not honor him as God and give thanks for his wonder force. On the contrary, they became worthless in their thinking, godless and pointless and reasoning and silly speculation and their foolish heart was darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. They exchanged the glory 
and majesty and excellence of the immoral God for an image of worthless idols. Is that what our mindset is? You see, the purpose, as I close, of taking up and, re- and making sure the helmet of salvation is fastened on our mind is so that it protects our hearts and our minds in the midst of everything that's going around and going on around us. We have that control tower that's pointing us and directing us as to what's right and what's wrong and what's out of place. Father, I thank you for the helmet of our salvation. It's through you and only through believing in you that we're saved and that you work all things out. Now I'm asking you right now to continue to allow our hearts and our minds to be controlled by you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, before we end this devotion, as always, the Lord says in John three sixteen that God so loved the world that he gave. He gave, meaning that it was so important for us to have a way out that he didn't leave us without a chance to be reconciled with him. But he made sure that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him and trusts in him as a savior will not perish but have an eternal life. But the only way that happens is by belief. So for you, young man and young woman, I'm simply going to walk you through and welcome you into a family, one that you can count on and that control your life just like a control tower. Many of us, just like I was, tried to land our planes, tried to do what it is that we want to do. But can I be honest with you? That doesn't work. So let me introduce you to a new way. Why don't you repeat this prayer after me? Just say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I'm asking you to take total control of my life. I believe that you died for my sins. And I believe that you rose from the grave. Now I'm asking you, as I surrender my life, you to take control. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, welcome to the family of Christ and allowing Jesus to be Lord of your life. Do me a favor, reach out to me on whatever platform you're on and let me know that you prayed the prayer of salvation. I just want to begin to put you on a prayer list, uh, send you out some information. Have a wonderful day.